Welcome back to the Trade Society Traders Improve podcast. And today I have eight steps that traders typically have to go through in order to improve their trading, find a good trading strategy that fits to them, find the right markets, and then over time improve their trading to hopefully become a consistently profitable trader over time. In the first step, you have to find a market and the instruments that fit your personal circumstances and also your lifestyle and your schedule. A lot of traders make the mistake of just jumping right into the first market that they have an exposure to or where they believe that there is the biggest profit potential because other traders have told them so. But there is more to that. And first, you should analyze your personal situation, your schedule. When do you have time to trade and what is the optimal market in that state? For example, let's assume that you are living in Europe and you have a very busy day job. You are away for, at your job from morning 8 or 9 until the evening 5 or 6. In this case, probably you will have a very hard time trading the European session as a day trader in the stock market. Also, forex trading and trading currencies that have a huge exposure in the European session, such as the euro, the British pound, might not be the optimal fit because those markets move the most when you are at work. If you have the luxury of being able to check the charts at work, this changes obviously slightly. And if you have the mental capacity to take trades and the possibility from your boss at work to place trades and to check your charts every now and then, then this might be different and you might be able to trade European stocks. But if that's not the case, typically what has to happen is that either you trade on the longer term timeframes where you don't have to be in front of your charts in the morning for a few hours to become a day trader and to trade a day trading strategy. You might trade the New York session. You might change to the New York pairs and trade the US market. That could be an option. Or if you come back late at home and you have time maybe in your evening, in your late evenings, it might even be possible to trade the beginning of the Japanese and the Australian session, which typically starts around 11 p.m. However, you have to make sure that you still have the mental capacity after a long day at work to still be able to focus and make good trading decisions. But it's really important that you analyze your personal circumstances and you find the right markets and also the right instruments. And you should look at the instruments that you are trading and analyze them over the last few months to see do they actually move when you have the time for your trading. A lot of traders go wrong here and they choose markets just because they are maybe their domestic markets or because other traders have told them that this is the way to go. But if this doesn't fit to your personal circumstances and doesn't fit into your personal schedule, you will most likely have a lot of issues because the markets may not move as anticipated and the trades that you're finding are not going to play out. Step number two, after you have settled for the markets and you have a good understanding of the markets that you can trade, now you have to evaluate the strategy that you are trading. And a lot of traders have the problem of trading incomplete trading strategies. This means that they focus pretty much all of their time and all of their energy on just focus on the entry aspect of a trading system. So they try to find out what is the best way of picking entries. And although entries are definitely an important part of a trading system, there's so much more. And I've mentored many traders over the years and I've seen that traders who spend all of their time and energy on the entry only then when they're in the trade, they have huge issues with the confidence and they have no idea what to do because they have never looked into how to manage the trade, 
what is going to happen after an entry, what is the market doing on average, how is it behaving. The market is not just moving in one straight line from your entry to your exit, so there are going to be ups and downs and you have to make sure that you also study things that happen after your entry. So you need to make sure that you know how to place your stop loss, how to place the target, what are the exit rules, how do you deal with news, how do you manage the trade and also risk management. But I will come back to risk management in a later part. And in the beginning of your trading career, you will probably not have right away the perfect system that will work from the start. And what I would recommend is that you give yourself time, maybe nine to 18 months. This is typically a good uh, frame and a good period where you can go through a few different strategies. You can test a purely uh, price action driven tr strategy where you only use price action. You can use a trend following. You can try a pullback approach. You can try different indicators. But in your first nine to 18 months, the focus should not be on making the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. This is going to lead to a lot of problems because you don't have a full understanding of the wide variety of how you can analyze and execute trades. And there are so many tools, patterns, signals that are available in trading. And what I've seen, the best traders that I've mentored is what they do is that they are very curious. They set aside maybe three to four months to test a specific strategy. And in that time, they don't do anything else. They just devote their time to one strategy. Then after the three to four months, they shift to a different strategy. They test maybe first they test the trend following, then they test the pullback approach. Maybe they try a supply and demand one. Maybe they try trade uh, breakouts or fakeouts. And then over time, after you have gone through maybe five or six different strategies, you may not have found the perfect one that is making a lot of money. However, you know what type of analysis, what type of execution suits and fits to your overall way of thinking, what makes sense when you look at charts. When you look at charts and when you compare different traders looking at charts, what I've seen that different things make more or less sense for specific traders. So you have to be really curious and you have to give yourself that time to find an experiment to find the right strategy. Step number three is you should avoid riding the learning curve. In the beginning, in the last step, I said you should try different strategies and this is a really important part. However, there must come a time where you settle for one strategy and you stop this system hopping where you go from system to system. And this is a really important step. And this is also where slowly you are getting more away from the beginner to the more intermediate trader. And what happens is when you focus on one strategy, you're going to learn this strategy very, very intimately. You're going to learn the ins and outs. You are able to observe specific nuances about price action. And then what you can do is over time, you keep adjusting the strategy to your own needs. You keep adjusting the strategy based on what you are seeing in your data. What is really important here to understand is that you're not going to find a system that doesn't have losing trades. And I think this is maybe the most important aspect that I have seen keeps a lot of traders from making the progress that they're after. A lot of traders believe that there's somewhere out there there's going to be this perfect system that has no losses or maybe they can trade with a 90% win rate. And then as soon as they hit two, three, four, five losses in a row, which is going to happen inevitably, they're going to change to a new strategy. You have to fight this urge. You have to fight the urge of jumping to a new system and believing that the old one hasn't worked. And this is probably if you have been stuck in this losing trader cycle, 
If you are honest to yourself, this could be the reason why you haven't seen the progress that you are after. And it's really important that you understand this important principle. There's not going to be a perfect system and you have to create and you have to improve the system over time. And you personally have to become the trader that is able to execute the system. And this brings us to point number four. You have to learn from your mistakes. When you look at your trades and maybe you have seen those three, four, five losses in a row, you have to evaluate the system. You have to look at each trade and ask yourself, did you make a mistake or did the signal just not work out? And in most cases, what I have seen is that it's not the strategy that is to blame, but it is the trader that is, has mismanaged the trade, has made a mistake, jumped into early, got into late, was chasing the price, was not moving the stop loss correctly. And those are usually the big reasons why traders fail. The system is usually not the problem here. The trader is typically the problem and you need to work on yourself. And this is really great news because it shows you that you don't need to go out and test new strategies and go through strategy after strategy. You have to work on yourself. You have to become the trader that is able to execute the system as flawlessly without hesitation and staying really disciplined. And the best way to do this is learning through analyzing your trades. You should use a trading journal. We created the edgewonk.com trading journal as a trade society viewer. You can use the discount code trade society when you go to edgewonk.com and then you get a little bit of a discount. And with the trading journal, you are going to relive your trades. Every trade that you're taking, you're going through the trade once again when you put it into your trading journal. And this will show you objectively how you made your decisions. Did you make good decisions? Did you break your rules? And then over time, you will get a feeling for how often are you breaking your rules. And then Edgewonk will also show you how much money are you leaving on the table? How much do you lose by breaking the rules? And I've seen many traders, they have huge aha moments as once they see that if they could have stopped breaking their rules and maybe not even 100% breaking their rules, but maybe you just make 50% better trading decisions, then you could have already seen a significant improvement in your overall trading performance. Step number five is to speed up your learning process and to improve your learning curve, improving your pattern recognition. Backtesting is one of the most important things that a trader can do. With the backtest, what you do is that you go through historic charts, you take the trading rules of your trading strategy and you apply it to those historic charts and you want to evaluate how much money would the strategy has created and has yielded over the last six, the last 12, the last 24 months. And you can go through different charts and do different instruments, different markets to get a feeling for how the strategy would have performed. This will also help you to improve your pattern recognition as a trader. Pattern recognition is a really, really important part because in the end we are looking for specific uh, patterns on the chart, specific moves, the way the price moves, that's what you're looking for. And in the beginning you will not be great at pattern recognition. This is totally normal, it is expected and it is quite normal. And then over time, the more you see the specific pattern that you are trading, the better you will become at it, the better you will become at spotting at it. You will learn what is a good pattern, what is a bad pattern and also what is happening after the entry? You go through 50, 100, 200 trades on a backtest and you will observe 100, 200 times what the market is doing after the entry. And as I said in the beginning, a lot of traders have problems with analyzing or staying in winning trades because they are scared out of their positions too early. And this is often the, tr the case because the trader hasn't had a lot of experience and it takes time to build experience, obviously. 
But if there's a shortcut to gaining experience, then it's backtesting. So I recommend the more backtesting you can do in your trading, the better. Whenever you have a 30 minute uh, free time, whenever you have 30 minute break, do a little bit of backtesting, collect the data, make sure that you also have a very good record keeping when you do your backtesting, and that over time will help you significantly. Step number six, the question, when do you go live? And when we say, when do you go live, we refer to the transition or from demo trading where you trade fictional money to actually trading real money. And this is a really important step. And a lot of traders struggle with this. And when is the right time to go live and start trading your real money? And unfortunately, there's no objectively right answer when it comes to determining the optimal point in time when you start trading your real money. However, there's one thing that I could recommend you. And if you have done your backtest and you should have done a thorough backtest of your trading strategy for at least 50, ideally even more trades, if you can verify that your strategy would have made money over the last 100 trades in a uh, theoretical backtest, this is a good starting point. You have to understand that the backtesting results will not translate one-to-one -one into live trading results. So your backtesting results will typically always be better than your real trading experience. And this is totally normal and is expected. However, you have to make sure that you have put in the time in the backtest to at least know how the strategy could have performed in the past. And in today's times, there is this huge benefit or this great advantage that many traders have is that now with the wide abundance of funding companies, you don't even have to trade your own money. And what I would recommend, especially if you maybe only have 100 or 200 US dollar, that is not enough to fund a real trading account. But what you could do is take this 100 US dollar and buy a very cheap funding challenge. And the great thing about the funding um, challenges is that they expose you to very strict risk management um, limits and very risk strict risk management rules. And then with the funding challenges, you are forced to abide to those rules. The good thing is about the funding challenges that they um, force you to apply risk management and they will also force you to manage your drawdowns. You cannot just go all in. You cannot just risk 10, 20% on a trade. And this will help you build good habits. The problem with those small real life trading accounts when you only trade 100, 200, $300 is that if you take 1% uh, per trade as a risk, then it doesn't make any difference. If you make two, three, five, ten 10 bucks on a trade, that's meaningless and you cannot be disciplined typically over time to really adhere you to your trading plan. But with the following challenges, even though you trade still just a theoretical fictional money, you are forced into this framework of the funding companies. And I think this could be a huge benefit for a lot of beginning traders to early on practice good risk management principles, which brings us immediately into the step number seven, where it comes to uh, expectation management and also overall risk management. And most traders, when they start out, they believe that trading is a way to make a lot of money in no time. And reality will catch up with you sooner or later, typically sooner. When it becomes clear that trading is not this way to get rich quick, you're typically going to blow small trading accounts very, very frequently. And those traders that have those great expectations of doubling a trading account every few months, once a year, is that in order to achieve those high reward goals, you have to push your risk. Only then will you be able or even have a chance of uh, achieving your high goals. So in the beginning, you have to work on your risk management uh, skills and you have to really 
instill good risk management principles into your trading. When you read the trading books, typically you will see this 1% rule where you risk 1% of your trading capital on a trade. But again, as I said, if you only have a 100 or 200 US dollar account, then risking 1% is one or two US dollar. And even if you make three or 4% a trade, that's meaningless. And it is very important that you still don't deviate from your risk management principles. Just because three or 4% on a $100 account means nothing really. It doesn't mean that you should then increase your risk because if you adopt those bad risk management habits in the beginning, it's really, really hard to unlearn them later on. So instead, really, I would recommend pay the 100 or 200 US dollar for a cheap funding challenge and then abide by those rules. You might not get funded right away in your first one or two challenges or maybe even three or four challenges, but the good and the great benefit is that you are forced early on to really learn risk management. If you start trading recklessly, if you start trading with this gambling mindset of trying to double your account, you will inevitably you lose your trading challenge and you will be out of the funding challenge. So it is a really good practice to get into this mindset of risk management. And then point number eight is growing your trading account. And trading is a game of patience. And there are three layers of patience. First is you have to be patient when it comes to entries. You have to patiently wait for the right conditions to emerge, for the price to unfold and then take the entry. Second, you have to be patient with your trade. Once you're in the trade, you need to give it time to unfold. You cannot mess around with it. You should not fiddle with the trade. And then the third layer of patience is when you start growing your trading account. Of course, there could be the way to grow your trading account very fast, but again, high reward and high risk go hand in hand. And only if you take high risk trades and if you abandon good risk management principles, you may have a shot at uh, realizing those huge reward goals. And trading is really a long term game. And the saying that Rome wasn't built in a day is 100% applicable to trading. In the beginning, when you are not a full time trader yet, you have this huge advantage that you have your regular day job, which is paying your expenses and covering your bills. And this takes a lot of uh, pressure off your shoulders. So in the beginning, you don't have the pressure that your trading has to fund your lifestyle and to cover your costs. And this is great because it gives you time to build your trading account, to build your discipline, to build a track record. So give yourself time. Don't rush through it. And once you have proven that you are a profitable trader, once you can trade profitably for six to 12 months, you could think about um, adding and depositing money regular to your broker account. If you don't want to go down the funding route, you could, for example, every two, three, four months, add a little bit of money from your, from your savings, from your day job that you can set aside to your broker account to then grow it over time. But this should only be done when you are already profitable trader. If you can prove that you can trade profitably for six to 12 months, then this might be an option to grow your trading account. But it's really important that this is a long-term game and it takes time to grow a trading account and to grow a trading account into a meaningful size. And also it takes time to become the trader that can push through drawdowns, that has enough experience so that you can deal with different market situations. And this will take time. So don't rush through it. And you cannot force the market to oblige to your own artificially, artificially created growth goals. And even if it takes maybe five or more years, 
the end result is still going to be worth it and the shortcuts typically don't lead anywhere. 